what's up guys it's your host lopez and i just want to say thank you for tuning into this episode today if you're on facebook and want to show some support with a like on the page you can find it by going to facebook.com slash behind closed doors podcast or just searching behind closed doors podcast you can also find it on twitter at the bcd podcast and on instagram at the behind closed doors podcast Last but not least, follow the podcast on Spotify by searching Behind Closed Doors in the podcast section to see all the amazing upcoming interviews I have to come. Every Sunday, I post a picture of a band with a hint of who my next guest is. Then on Tuesday, I post a brief clip from our video interview with a good highlight of our conversation we had. And lastly, post a new episode up on Spotify every Thursday morning. Now, on to the episode. Travis Mosley, how are you, buddy? Good, man. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me tonight. Dude, of course, man. I, I uh, appreciate you having me on. Not a problem. You from Austin, Texas, correct? Yes. Yeah, I was uh, born and raised. Yeah. You guys never moved out of Austin? It's just been Austin your whole life? Yeah, man. I, I'm uh, I'm one of the, the unicorns from here. I... Uh, I, so I actually, so so I guess I shouldn't have said born and raised because technically I was born in Houston, uh, but whenever I was like two years old, uh, my family moved to Austin and and uh, we never left. Have you so, ever left out of Texas before? Yeah, like you know I haven't um, traveled as much as I should, uh, but yeah, I've been out of Texas. I've done you know some road trips here and there to like california or colorado and and stuff like that but uh i haven't done as much traveling as uh i feel like i sh- i should or i should have <laughs> and uh man like this whole coronavirus situation is i'm beating myself up about it because i'm like man who would have known that this crazy virus bullshit would uh like because who knows whenever i'm gonna be able to uh actually experience traveling again and and uh like I want to go overseas and, and see different countries and do all that. But like, who knows when that's even going to be an option anymore, you know? Right. Right. And especially even if you were to do that right now, you know, what can you possibly even do without it, you know, just being the same as being home, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, there's really not much you can do. I, I you know, that's why it's, it's important to, uh, you should travel and you should go do all that stuff. And I would always overthink it or I'd be like, Oh no, I'll do, I'll, I never like, really took it seriously but now i wish i would have because man it's just like a show right you you sleep on it when and when you do that brand usually breaks up or something happens like this yeah yeah exactly exactly what's the weather like there right now because uh you guys got something i think it was three weeks ago you guys got some snow dude we got some snow it was so weird like that i never like we actually had real snow, like, like it was like falling out of the sky. Like normally we get like shitty ice days, you know, uh, th- that's our snow days and you know, everything shuts down, but, but that, uh, we actually had a legit snow day that was pretty cool. Uh, but right now it's, it's just kind of like, honestly, it's just kind of cloudy and, and a little gloomy, but, uh, you know, it's not super, super hot. So I'm okay with, with where we're at, where, where you live. I live in Indiana. It's pretty, I'm on the, I'd say about if I travel up North another hour or so I'd be into Michigan. So, um, okay. I'm like on the, I'm in between Illinois and Indiana. Uh, not Indiana. I'm in Indiana 
I'm in the in between Illinois and Michigan, so um, okay. we're supposed to get a snowstorm this weekend, actually, and we get lake effect because the Lake Michigan's right there. So like the the accumulation is supposed to be like eight feet, eight inches up to a foot of snow. We're supposed to get tomorrow. So like when we get snow, we get hit hard. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. I can't even imagine what that's like. I've never seen that. Like, that's... yeah, it, it slows you. It definitely this time of year, you gotta prepare because, uh, like you know, especially for my field of work, I'm a dump truck driver. So like, we we have to plan accordingly. Weather type, you know, I can't be. Uh, oh yeah. Hauling out on snow and ice and stuff, hauling you know twenty tons of twenty five tons of material versus in the winter. I mean, the summertime when it's dry and I ain't gotta worry about that, you know, because. The more weight you got on there, the the easier that once you hit a patch of ice, it's like you're on a pair of skis, and that's not a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's terrifying. So uh, what got you into wanting to be a frontman or sing? So, um, man, it, it, it's I feel like the my whole background is, is kind of just weird, pretty much. So, so my whole entire life, I had been surrounded by music. My dad played in a band. Uh, my brother uh was holding drumsticks like before he could walk and uh and so music and everything was always um around growing up and i would always mess around on guitars and i would you know it it was like a few years that i would just sing and, and play the guitar at home and i didn't really tell anybody about it i didn't want to like talk anybody about it it felt like cringy and it felt uncomfortable to to sing and I, and I didn't want to hear my voice but there's something about it that was like really just like it was like therapy or something or like stress relieving just getting to just like yell and like it, it was just like a form of therapy in a way sure. yeah. and and uh so I never even really gave a shit if anybody heard me for a really long time I just kind of did it and and I got enough pleasure out of it just being alone but uh my brother was playing the drums for the band that I'm in now they they kicked out the the original vocalist for just some I, I can't even remember exactly what the reasons were uh but uh, that just kind of opened up and I just kind of was like, fuck it. I, I'm just, uh, I, I'm going to try out. Like I auditioned for the band and they auditioned a couple other dudes and pretty much, you know, I just was, uh, just tried to be like there with the guys as much as I could. And, and, uh, it just kind of ended up falling into my lap, the, the opportunity and holy shit, it has been a extremely stressful and and fun and and it's but it's it's just been such a gift to to be able to do it like it's really really fucking cool what's some of the influence you had to want you to start to want to sing like who who would you notice yourself singing more or less yeah i i really liked i i would sing to like a lot of like issue stuff like tyler carter i really liked you know, singing that stuff. But then I found like Circus Survive and Anthony Green just became, I just like worshiped him, dude. Like I love Anthony Green. He's a, he's a huge, uh, huge 
uh, influence uh, of mine. But but at the same time that I was singing like rock music, I was also like really enjoyed like I would sing like Drake and like The Weeknd and you know shit like that 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 would inspire me just as much as as rock music would or, or whatever you want to call it. You know, like I, I was just kind of singing all over. But uh, I think like the first people that I that really made me want to sing uh, in my car was like. I think it was like listening to some issue stuff and it was also listening to like the weekend and like, uh, uh, stuff like that. Ever get into like dance, Gavin dance or anything like that? Yeah. I, I, I really do like dance, Gavin dance. I'm not, I don't listen to them. Uh, I'm not a very avid listener of, of dance, Gavin dance, but like it, it I mean, the, those musicians are incredible. They're all amazing. And I know like do dance, Gavin dance has just been around for such a long time and and uh i think on like what is it artificial selection or what was that album called uh that they released maybe not the most recent album the the album before i i I jammed through it and and it was really good i'm looking now they did yeah they did afterburner in 2020 and then in 2019 they did artificial selection yeah that's the one yeah yeah yeah, that's a good that's a pretty solid album there yeah dude yeah it's really good but yeah dude i i love all that stuff tillian is just like the man you know <laughs> uh did you ever hear those seosin demos with tillian's voice on it never i'm gonna have to check that out that's very interesting yeah they they, they did a couple songs with tillian and uh they're pretty cool they're pretty how long cool. ago is this i don't know I don't know. Maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe it was like around 2016 or, or 2015 or something, but I'm not exactly that. sure. They, they're on YouTube. They're cool. They sound cool. What, uh, aside singing, what's some of the hobbies or anything that you're into? Uh, so I grew up like skateboarding. Um, my friends and I were just like, like before, like that was like a first, like, you know, real, a uh, big passion of mine. I really love skateboarding. And, and uh, I just was at, I just grew up at the skate park like every day. Um, and uh, that's really all I did. It was that. And uh, it was, it was skateboarding and then music. Did you ever get in? Um, Cause over here, the, I know that some of the skate parks, they, uh, they had a big skate park in, South Bend, I want to think of, I think it was South Bend or Mishawak, one of the two, but have you ever heard of a skate park called The Kitchen? It's like an indoor skate park that you get a pay to get into, and it's like they have a big foam pit, and they have all sorts of crazy stuff in there. I don't, I don't even know if they're open anymore, but that's like a lot of people's go-tos, like especially for BMX. Like uh, I want to say, God, I can't, it's been a while since I've heard these names. Um some BMXer that got into like some really bad BMX accident. Um, and he was out for a couple of years and he's back into it, but he was, he was there. And I know some of the like Sunday BMX and stuff, they went there. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, dude. Yeah. No, like the BMX scene in Austin is, is actually like really, really big. Like uh, Chase Hawk and uh, uh, Aaron Ross are, yep. and, and like Tommy Dugan. Those dudes are like, the, or Chase Hawk and or actually I don't think I don't know if Chase Hawk lives in Austin anymore I don't know but but growing up like like I always go skate uh 
this park down in downtown Austin called House Park, and like Tommy Dugan and Chase Hawk and shit are there. They're all there all the time. No, oh, uh, it's like their little <laughs> park. So they're always, dude. They're always murdering shit in the bowl, dude. Like they're insane. It's crazy. Like I used to do, I used to kind of just like it is a hobby just to ride around or whatever. And seeing the type of speed that they go and like the type of stuff they do, there's no fucking way that I'd be able to push myself to even want to attempt trying the stuff that they do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Especially like trails when they're like doing all the jumps and shit on the trails. Like, dude, that shit's fucking sketchy. We, yeah, we have, no. <laughs> uh, in, in Austin, there's like this. Uh, it, it's called Ninth Street, and it's really close to to House Park in downtown Austin. And the city just gave the BMXers like this lot uh, that they can they dig trails on. And uh, yeah, no, it, it's super cool, and it's downtown. And uh, I mean, Chase Hawk and and all the all the dudes are always there. But I don't know if it's running right now. Uh, oh, because of COVID. Well, just yeah, and because like the weather and everything, like those those trails need a lot of upkeep. Just like making sure that you know, if if you have one rain, you have to go back out there and make sure everything's right. And I and I and I think when I recently went by there, the jumps looked like they hadn't been uh, upkept very well. So I don't know if anybody's doing anything with it right now. So you started with Colorblind after the original singer had left. How did how well did you feel? How well do you feel you fit in after you're joined with the guys? So, dude, I had to kind of just learn as I went, and uh, I think that the old vocalist of this band, Chance Taylor, dude, he's at, he's one of my really close friends. Dude, he's like so talented. Like he is such a an amazing singer, and uh, that was really really intimidating. Uh, like I ha- I had big shoes to fill, and I had zero experience uh, being a frontman in in any way, you know. So, dude, it man, I'm just happy to be here. I'm trying to learn everything that I possibly can. You know, I just kind of had to just go in it and just be good. <laughs> like I said, good and and, and uh, I just try to do it I'm trying to do everything I can and, and be the best singer I can and uh, uh, you know just trying to explore as much music as I can and uh, re- even like you know trying to dive into like I need to get better at like reading and stuff like that because whenever like I would go through phases where I was reading and lyrically it just was much easier for me to like articulate what I wanted to say and things like that. So that's definitely something that helps me is reading and, and, you know, just trying to explore as much music as I can and just trying to, uh, every time we write a song, I just want to improve in every way, you know? Right. Definitely. So with you guys, with you and colorblind, you guys have three songs with you on vocals now, right? Uh, I think it's four now. Four songs? Yeah, I think it's four now. I know there's At the Wheel, The Deep End, and Stay. Yeah, and then then, uh, the first song that we ever put out with my voice on it is a song called Parting Words. Parting Words. Making that song was my first studio experience ever, and it was with Eric Ron in California. 
Do you know do you know who Eric Ron is? Uh-uh. Okay. Eric Eric Ron is like a pretty big producer. I mean, he's a big producer. He's done he did uh he's just done a lot of stuff. And uh so the first mission that I had with this band was to get on a plane, fly to California and go uh write with this producer that was like a huge influence and made so much music that I loved. Yeah, I'm like, looking right now. He's done Panic at the Disco, <laughs> Issues, uh, Motionless and White, Bless the Fall, Icy Star, Siler, Attila, and Godsmack. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. And and actually, he had just gotten done um, recording, I think, d- working with Godsmack right before uh, he had us come in the studio and that Godsmack record that they did did really fucking good i yeah. don't know how good it did but it did really really good so dude that was dude it was so uh, like that experience uh was crippling like it was i was so fucking nervous dude i can't and, <laughs> and uh i mean man but it was uh i'm so thankful that i got to experience that and like i'm so thankful because it changed it, it really changed me uh, uh, you know just getting to see how that guy works and, and uh dude i just it it fucked me up because i just felt so like it just so like I, new and like you don't know what what your comfort range is or anything like that you know like yeah you got everything's literally it's like a new job you don't know what what you can and can't get away with <laughs> yeah yeah dude and uh but but man it, it worked out really well and eric was awesome he had a uh, another guy working in his studio named anthony reader that was just so fucking cool and they had their pups and we were all hanging out and uh hitting taco shops down the street and stuff. It was such a, it was such a cool fucking experience getting to go there. Like it was, it was really awesome. Well, yeah. Like the bands that he's worked with, I'm sure that didn't help out. And, you know, I'm sure you felt very intimidated thinking like, you know, he's done work with uh, like you said, issues and bands like Siler and Attila. And then you're probably thinking, you know, here I am coming in my first time and he's going to have a, he's going to think that, you know, this kid knows what he's doing. He's done this for a while because I've done bands like, like I said, issues and whatnot, then, you know, that's definitely going to make you feel somewhat some intimidation there. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly how it was. Like, and and it was just so weird. Like, like at night I was sleeping in the bunks and I was just like, dude, like fucking Brent Walsh and like all these, like, like, uh, Devin from IC stars, like all these dudes are probably sleeping in these bed. Like, this is so fucking unreal. Like it was just <laughs> such an unreal thing. And, and, uh, it was dude, to be honest, like I didn't really stop and, and to like smell the flowers or whatever. Like I was not having a good time a lot of the time because I was so nervous and I had so much, you know, there's just a lot of pressure on me. Uh, yeah. but dude, it was, I'm so glad that I got to experience that because, sometimes those uh there's something about those like experiences that now like now the studio is like my favorite environment to be in and 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 being creative and and writing is like so much fun yeah breaking uh, the ice for sure yeah it was just a really good icebreaker to just go and just you know really feel it you know 
are you guys writing any material currently or yes we're, we've been writing uh we actually just uh we're, we're we're doing five songs with uh josh landry uh he's coming down here in march i want to say and uh we're, we're gonna start cranking out some some new shit uh we have uh we have a couple of songs that uh we're still waiting on some mixes back that we're going to be releasing um but yeah yeah we're, we've been in writing mode and uh you know just trying to uh yeah just trying to make as much as we can yeah i just had an interview with a guy named lee rouse he's from atlanta and then i also have one lined up with josh in february of sometime actually so yeah i got oh, josh oh, cool. yeah i got josh lined up on here too for sure heck yeah dude dude i fucking love josh he's i, I haven't met him yet but like we've talked uh just on like you know in on instagram and stuff dude he he's so cool i'm i'm really really excited to get him down here and uh start working on some stuff with him i think a lot of the writing too is where we we're writing but uh we also talked about too. I think a lot of stuff is just going to be kind of like, we're going to also try to just write some stuff on the spot with him there and just kind of organically see what, what, uh, what we're going to get out of it. Yeah. But that's a good way to do it too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, dude. We're, we're, we're really excited, man. We're excited. So the, the music video at the wheel, what was, um, what was the filming process for you like for that video? You're pretty much the star of the show for that video, having a bit of an alcohol issue going on in it. Yeah. So, yeah, f- filming that was – it was fun. We flew uh, our friend Alex Kuvatsos. I think that's how you say his name. It's Black Wolf, uh, Black Wolf Imaging. Dude, he's just like the best dude. Um, he, He's just – a dream to work with you're there you're i'm really comfortable around him he really helps um he really you know just kind of puts me at ease and and makes it uh you know easy to 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 get the takes and and do what needs to be done so i mean i i'm really we we shot uh the, the uh the music video for parting words with him and that's when we all met and the whole band just loves that dude so it was just a big party when he came down and we were all just mm. hanging out and, and having fun, dude. And, and, uh, we shot some scenes above this venue that we play a lot or played a lot. Uh, it's called uh, come and take it live. They gave us like the whole, there's, they have like an upstairs section. And, uh, so they gave us like the whole upstairs to, uh, just kind of, you know, do. We and that's where that do. at the wheel was filmed at. Yeah, well, At The Wheel was filmed at a few different locations. It was filmed um, It was filmed at Come and Take It Live. We also filmed it at, uh, like, this, like, we, we, uh, we just filmed it at, like, this big house that we, that we rented uh, for the shoot. We also, there's, like, a, like, a warehouse that we shot, like, the band shots in. But yeah, we, we, we shot that video in one day. Yeah. What's the songwriting story behind that? So, uh, with that song, we got reached out to from a producer that, that we, uh, have worked with in the past. 
and he said that um, he said that so so he said that uh, Maddie Mullins and Keith Whalen. Maddie Mullins is the vocalist for Memphis Mayfire, and Keith Whalen is a uh, uh, he plays guitar in, in Breaking Benjamin. They heard our band and they liked it and and they wanted and they wrote uh, they kind of wrote a uh they wrote the song and send it send it back to us and i went to houston to go uh record the vocals on it and we kind of made some changes here and there but but that's the story behind that song we actually uh got to work with with maddie mullins and keith whalen on that song which was uh really really cool Wow, I never knew that. I would have never guessed that. So At The Wheel has a mix of Memphis Mayfire and Breaking Benjamin behind it. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Really cool. Really cool. Yeah, man, that, that was a really awesome opportunity. Now, how hard, if at all, do you find it for yourself to find lyrics for a song? Do you ever like have to second guess yourself and feel like it's you have that it's not good enough feeling? Or oh, my God, it... yeah. Dude, yeah, so... so dude yeah i mean i will we'll work super hard on a song all day and i'll go back and listen to the demo and just beat myself up about lyrics or you know shit like that but a lot of the time it's like the best stuff that you write is like the shit that's just like right off the top of your head and that you're not overthinking too much you know when you're overthinking lyrics and everything too much uh, it just kind of turns out to, to uh, I don't know. It's just not as organic or something, you know. Um, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just kind of try to pull from personal experience and uh, and yeah, I mean. What have what any have you done any live performances with the guys other than come and take it live or? Yeah. So so. We played a good amount of shows at Come and Take It Live, uh, and there's also another venue in Austin called the Dirty Dog that actually just closed down. Um, that we played a lot of shows at. Uh, those are both the venues that that catered a lot to uh, like the kind of music that we've made and, and our scene. Um, we played a show in Houston, but we kind of our whole plan for for playing shows uh right now or, or or not right now but then and still will be whenever we're allowed to play shows again is we kind of uh instead of going out and spending money trying to go on like a tour that we funded ourselves and play kind of smaller venues we would rather just really just hit the the local scene as hard as we can and all the money that we'd be putting into getting going on the road we put that back into like our internet presence we uh just to get the biggest outreach that we possibly can so when the day comes where we do want to go uh and play shows on a tour we can go on spotify we can see what cities we can you know pull in and things like that and uh so with the live show thing, we, we, we're just, we just really try to hit the local scene hard and we really try to put a lot of money into outreaching uh, as far as we can globally. It's you and Everest that uh, do a lot of 
shows that come and take it live from what I yes do. Everest those are our dudes man we love them I got another I got an episode coming out next week with them on it so you'll have to definitely keep I got it was Travis and Neil that I had on that one that was pretty yeah cool. yeah they're dude they're they're the best dudes love those guys before you started in colorblind what were you up to before that dude I was up to I was just lost I had I, I had graduated high school and I just was unhappy and just didn't know. I had no sense of identity. I didn't know who I was or who I wanted to be. And I, I mean, I still am figuring that out. Uh, I'm sure you never really know, you know, but uh, it was, you know, getting to, to uh, start singing for the band actually pulled me out of a really kind of just a shittier time in my life that I, I just didn't know what I wanted and who I wanted to be. And I knew that I was ambitious and wanted to do something that made me like happy. Uh, I just didn't know what I wanted it to be. And, and uh, it's kind of like the universe just gave, just dropped this opportunity in my lap. And, and uh, so I ran with it and it's just been, the best decision that I've ever made. Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like you're pretty happy with what you do, and yeah, you seem like you're pretty intelligent with what you're doing. Because it, um, if you were to have told, if I would have never known, you know, from talking with Nick for the first time that you were, you know, newer into the band, I would have never guessed. I would have thought you were an original member from day one and been doing it for a while. Well, good. That's. That's good to hear then, because, yeah, man, we, we just try to be as, you know, we want to, we still, man, like, the uh, EP with the original vocalist on it is something that uh, the band is, is still very proud of, and, and I am uh, proud to be able to to back it and, and sing sing it, and uh, we want, we want uh, the music that we make to still um, be cohesive with that stuff also, you know? Uh, we definitely want to we obviously want to grow and progress our our sound and, and uh things like that um but we definitely you know want it all to be cohesive now going back to the whole songwriting process for you when you do have doubts with your songwriting what do you do to correct all of that a lot of the time uh when it comes to i mean i just kind of have to uh if i need to take some space for a while on a song um then i'll do that uh you know because i'll i'll drive myself crazy just like listening to the song over and over and over and over and over again and pounding it into my head which actually makes it harder for you to uh write other melodies or write other lyrics because you're just pounding that song into your head and so you need to it's at least helped me if i i'll sit down and i I won't listen to this song for like an entire week or two and i'll just like i'll just give it space and and i just want it to be as like i don't want to force anything uh sometimes if you hit that roadblock and uh, you work at it for a while and and it's not happening then uh you shouldn't you know try to force it to be something that it's not and you should just take time away from it and come back to it uh with like a you know a a fresh perspective right yeah and that's That's the thing i can do or or just 
you know, showing it to my brother or Nick and she'd be like, what am I crazy? Like, is this like, am I in my head about this? Like, can you make me feel better about this? What do you think I should do or whatever, you know, and, and <laughs> it's what the dudes are for, you know? Are um, they pretty easy going about it or? Yeah. Yeah. No, everybody, we, we're not, we, we're definitely, we all work together very well. Uh, we, we, we're not, you know, we don't bicker very much as a band. We, we all get along really well and work together really well and, and have stayed together for, for quite some time, you know? So uh, all the dudes in the band are, are just, uh, they're, they're great guys and uh, they, we all work hard. Now, let me ask you this. If you were to go sell slushies in Antarctica, how would you go about doing that? <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't, I don't know dude i would fucking is there a sonic is there sonic and you do in whatever you get whatever you gotta do would make it happen if i had to sell slushies <laughs> in antarctica it's either sell slushies in antarctica or sell hot chocolate in texas Ooh. i guess i would sell hot chocolate in texas because because there'd be some sort of clientele you know <laughs> but but and, and, and in texas too whenever uh it gets below like 60 degrees people are like walking around with hoodies on and like big puffy jackets because like dude oh, you understand that in texas like we we dream of the cold weather we dream of it so any opportunity anybody gets to put on anything that's not like shorts and a t-shirt they're like so ready to whip out their fucking jacket they bought six months ago that they think is cool or, <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> we all we all we all you know really look forward to the cold weather <laughs> i'll tell you this we can trade weather for a week man this uh it hasn't really been that much of a brutal winter this year but um typically around like the late january early february up here we get to about i'd say the coldest would be like negative the coldest i've seen up here at least was like negative 10 to negative 15 degrees out wow so like you could do you i'm not sure if you've seen videos but you can get like a cup of water and when it's really cold like that you throw it out and outside it instantly just turns into mist oh dude i can't even imagine that i can't even imagine that like so yeah seeing when you said like i know that's the same in florida too when it gets below 60 you know they're walking around jackets like we're walking around here with fucking car hearts and you know beanies and gloves thermal gloves insulated gloves and we're still you know we're still shivering it's it's brutal <laughs> yeah no that's yeah that's got to be crazy and you know like i always i always look forward to the cold weather and then when it gets below like when it hits like 40 degrees, I'm like, okay, fuck this. I'm out. I hate this. I can't do <laughs> cold weather. I can't do it. And I know that that's just like 40 degrees is nothing. Yeah. When it gets to about like, I'd say for me personally, like when it gets to like 10 or below, that's when I start to get a little iffy. But when it gets into like the negatives is when I really start to get a little, you know, frustrated with it. And I'm ready for the springtime as it is. I'm, I'm always ready for the springtime after the holidays. Um, now, with you being, um, how long have you been in with Colorblind? For about two years now, going on three? Yes. What's yeah. a conflict or a failure that you've had with being with the band? Uh, 
at uh, with the the first time that I when we went to Eric Ron, um, I we went there to write two songs with him, and uh, we left with one finished one because I dude like I was I I froze up and I couldn't be creative because I was so intimidated and uh, but it was the weirdest thing because. We were there for a week, and we didn't we didn't track vocals uh, until the last. Uh, oh, sorry. No, you're good, buddy. Can you? Yeah. Okay. I can see it. <laughs> um, so uh, we didn't track vocals until the last two days, and so that whole entire week, I was just so fucking nervous until. The second to last day, I actually got to get into the booth and just work with Eric for a little bit. And then it all came down. Like I was, it's like I was back on earth. I could think straight. It was just like, I was so nervous about uh, getting in there and uh, doing, getting the vocals done that I, I don't know. It was just weird. Uh, so, so actually stay, uh, that song was written with Eric in his studio and it had uh, different vocals on it. Uh, and we stripped the vocals off and I got to sit on that song for a little while. And uh, I rewrote it. I rewrote all the vocals and then we tracked the vocals with our friend Robbie Joyner in Houston. So Stay was actually a song that was written with Eric uh, and then the vocals, new vocals were put on it like a year later and then the song was released. So, so yeah, that's, do you think with that time frame of you sitting on that song for that year, do you think that it improved it by a long run or? Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> for a long time too, it's like hearing the guitar riffs and anything like that would just give me anxiety. Like even afterwards, because it was just like, you know, it just would take me back to, right. to yeah. you know, um, but uh, so we, we actually, there was, a, there was some uh, push and pull with the song. We were like, should we even like, you know, it, we kind of on a whim, we're like, you know what, fuck it. Let's just Travis, let's, let's write some new vocals on the song and let's, let's track them and let's, let's just do this. And cause we sat on it for a while and, kind of threw the idea around um and uh we finally uh just just did it you know uh so we weren't i didn't sit on it and write on it for like an entire year uh but we sat on the song for a while and just kind of you know wanted just kind of thought about it and, and just wanted to figure out what we wanted to do with it you know what's your dream lineup that you would love to be on one day Man, like if you guys got an offer to be on a lineup, what do you want it to be? To where yeah. you're like, holy cow, dude! I would love to play with uh, all the dudes in Slaves. I love Slaves. That would be a really cool uh, lineup. Uh, or I would love to um, do stuff with. Uh, I would love to play a show with like I See Stars. I think those guys are like super awesome god i wish i didn't blank out on these questions because i've thought about this so many times that i get asked it and i just like 
Um, I don't know, dude. I think, I just think really what I, I just want to, I just want to play like shows outside of Austin and I want to play like, you know, big cap rooms and, and, uh, play just, you know, big shows, dude. Yeah. Like Like, House of Blues and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Just that's, I would love to do stuff like that, man. If you guys were to do a cover, what would you want it to be? We have uh, messed around with some covers. Uh, I we we messed around with a. Uh, have you heard of the kid Leroy? Do you know who the kid Leroy is? He's a uh, this younger kid. He's a uh, he's like a he's on internet money. He's like a he's just really fucking cool. He, Does he and, sing uh, the song without you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so we did, we messed around with the Kid Leroy cover. We messed around with uh, this song called uh, You Broke Me First by uh, Tate McSomething. I can't remember, but it was, it was a pretty popular song. And actually, Our Last Night just covered it. And they just, <laughs> but they, I mean, Our Last Night is covering everything, you know, but, but, uh, but yeah. Those are probably like I. It really just you know, I would love to cover that. I would love to, fuck man. I would also like to cover. We thought about covering um like some some like, the like the killer stuff like, uh Mr. Brightside. We thought about yeah, that'd be fucking cool. And uh, we just want to, we just want to do like, some kind of genre bending stuff. We don't want to cover like a rock song. We want to like get some something from somewhere else and turn it into something you know yeah i hear you man um before we cut out off on this um i know when i talked to nick a few weeks ago he said that you guys are um not necessarily really worrying about what you're gonna do as far as live shows and touring goes about but he said that you guys were um catching up on equipment like updating equipment that you guys switched to all in your monitoring and um just that sort of stuff anything yeah, new so, uh no not not really um we're still getting yeah we're we're setting all that shit up i mean it's really just i mean now it's kind of we were we bought uh the behringer x32 and and we were going to get the whole band on in-ears together which is like going to be like dude that's probably like huge oh it's yeah. probably awesome i mean i I I am on in ears. I have my own in ears that uh, I will get a mix from the sound guy at the venue. Uh, so I'm on in on, on in ears. But I mean, dude, yeah, we were getting everything ready to to just for all of us to be on like a click, and uh, it just allow us to just be a lot tighter. And uh, you know, dude, in ear, dude, I the first time I used in ears was at a show, and uh like they just started working and i could hear myself and i was like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> it's because a game dude, changer for sure dude, it's a game changer like i like dude i wasn't i wasn't even aware of what i couldn't hear before i was on in ears dude like <laughs> bro i couldn't hear shit like yeah and now you can you definitely know like if you if you if something slips out or you know something that you didn't like a like a <clears throat> you know something like that you're like damn they really just heard that you know <laughs> yeah yeah dude yeah it's crazy 
so before we do cut out on this, is there anything you want to say to anybody listening? Uh, dude, I mean, it's just, uh, just thank you for, for supporting my band. Um, you know, like it, it's such a gift to be able to, uh, like, you know, experience doing this with people and, uh, like, you know, every once in a while, you know, I'll get like a really cool message from somebody who will, you know, tell me that our music is getting them through like a tough time or, or anything like that. And, and dude, that is just like, I could never put into words how special that is to me and everybody in the band. And uh, we're just so grateful for anybody who supports us and, uh, you know, anybody who, uh, you know, just likes our shit. It, it, it really is a, you know, it means a lot. Yeah. Cause you, for your music video, I'm looking now, uh, you guys are at 73,000 views at, for at the wheel and on Spotify, you're at 368,000. So that's a pretty, uh, did you ever assume that the numbers would be like that? Or did you just assume Dude. that a couple thousand would man? Yeah. We, we, uh, we just tried to do the best we could with marketing we tried to just you know do all the right steps and do the things that we know should be done and uh we're just hoping people are gonna like it we're, we weren't a, you know we weren't focusing too hard on the numbers uh we were just kind of letting it happen um but dude yeah no like 2020 was weird like we I, we only released we released like two songs in 2020 and it was like the biggest year for us which is so weird 2020 was just a massive year of growth for the band and like you know uh we dude we we are just grateful for for any um any attention any listen that we get uh we're not focusing too hard on it but you know it, it's definitely like cool it's it's really cool to to uh to see the numbers rising like that i heard something about the music's very popular in japan or something like that we i don't i hope so because that would be fucking sweet i would love to go to japan um (laughs) i i the last time i checked i think that we had i think we had more listeners in like the uk and germany uh than then we did uh everest murders in germany dude i don't know why but they murder there like everybody <laughs> in germany loves them uh, but uh yeah uh the last time I, I i need to look at it again actually but uh the last i checked we we didn't get too much uh traction in japan but i could be wrong i don't know nick nick may have a, a I want to, yeah, I'll have to dig back into that episode I had with him. He said, I want to say it was Japan, but he said that there was some, if I'm, if I'm remembering right, at least he said something about some, there was a, it really picked up somewhere and he was very surprised from it. And I'll have to really check back into that. Shameless, uh, the song that we have that, that like our, the, the most popular song in my band, uh, Shameless got on this like, I think it was like right when I got into the band, Shameless got put on uh, this like anime montage. That's what I think it was. Okay, yeah, it was like Shameless got put on this like anime montage that got like 
five million views on YouTube or something. And Shameless was on it. And that did a whole lot, obviously. That was just a weird, random stroke of luck. Uh, <laughs> and, like, it just murdered. Like, it did really good. And, and uh, dude, that it, that video probably it brought a lot of traffic and, and fans over to to uh, to our band, which is just so weird. Like, some, you know, you would never think that would be the thing that would bring uh people's attention to your band but but i mean i know anime is like amazing and i know it's blowing up but it was just so random that that they our song got put on it was just so weird you know we don't even know the person who did it we tried to find it but we don't even know do you know in texas where a town called whitney or abbott texas is uh yeah i've definitely heard of it i don't know like exactly where it is but i I feel like i've heard i've definitely heard of it what about waco yeah yeah um i my brother yeah my brother-in-law lives in a town called west texas just a little bit north up on by waco so i just looked just to see whenever we do go out there to visit with them um of course this will probably be after covid and whatnot but I'd like to get an interview with all you guys together. It's only about, I think it's a two hour drive down South further into Texas, which wouldn't be bad, you know? Yeah, no, dude, we'd love that, man. We'd love to get together and hang, man. For sure. Well, Travis, I appreciate you taking the time with me, buddy. Dude, I appreciate you having me on, man. Not a problem, buddy. You have a good one. You too, man.